Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Well, have you been challenged this week? How many of you have been able to do the fasting and praying? You know, that can change your life forever. You know, I only challenge you to, to fast three meals. And, and we shared what to pray for. We shared pray for the new building. Uh, we're praying for a new building. We got one in, in, in mind. If that's God's will... If it isn't, God's going to put land in another building uh, in, in place of it. So uh, I pray that you prayed for the building, to not just for the building, but for the building to be debt-free. Yes. And then number two, ask for you to pray. These are the things I asked you to pray for the church. Pray for revival for the church, that souls will be saved, delivered, and healed. Uh, Number three, we prayed for Epicenter to be able to launch all the ministries that I shared on the second Sunday of this month uh, to happen this year. How many believe that can happen this year? It happens through prayer and fasting. And and then the third, uh, the next thing I asked you to do is I asked you to write down three things. Rick wrote down 14 things. I'm glad he did. (laughs) Because I believe those 14 things are going to come to pass this year. We have not because we ask not. And ask big. Ask big and get ready because God wants to give big. He wants to release big. And, and so today, I, I, as we did that this week, I, I, I was able to... Uh, get away and, and be able to fast and pray. And, and I'm telling you, it, it changed me. Uh, I was able to just ask the Holy Spirit just to begin to download more messages, more words uh, from Him. Uh, because God is going to do some amazing things this year. He's going to take us to the next level. How many are ready to go to the next level in God today? When we, when we ask big, I believe that God is going to... Oh, we're going to have testimony, just like Rick said. I, I think Rick's a little fired up. Just maybe a little bit. You know, when, when you expand it a little bit, you're going to have a big launch. And, and there's a 3-2-1 launch that is about to come to this church. That's our word for this year, is 3-2-1 launch. And that's what God is about to do. He's about to launch forth healings. He's about to launch forth miracles. He's about to launch forth some souls for the kingdom. God's going to bring people in from the north, the south, east, and west. God's going to launch us into a new building this year. Anybody walk in limping today because you threw your shoe? (laughs) That's how they could tell that they threw the shoe or the sandal. Is they threw the shoe or the sandal on the land. And when they come walking back, they came walking back with a limp. Some of you ladies be walking back with a big limp because of them high heels. 
Notice Rick didn't wear his red shoes today. I wonder where they're at. <laughs> well, I have a word for you today, and it just go, ties along with everything that is going on. Uh, I want to remind you, we will be having our, uh, the second month of February, we will be having our building fund Sunday, so I, I pray that you prayed this week when you fasted and prayed of what God put on your heart to give for our building fund. So remember, the second week of February, which is the 12th, Super Bowl Sunday, Jersey Sunday. Make sure you write that down, Alicia. Jer you, know, you know, I think she does that so that we remember it. <laughs> Jersey Sunday, we will be given uh, our building fund Sunday. I'm excited what God's going to do. Amen. So today, the title of the message that the Lord gave me for today is this, Stay in Rhythm. Mm. We've got to stay in rhythm. We've got to stay in rhythm. I, I, I believe that the, that the fast and prayer that we did this week was that jump start. That got our cardio up a little bit. You know, when, you, when you're working out, when you're on the treadmill, or when you're on a bicycle, uh, or you're out walking, one of the things that you're accomplishing is to get your heart rate up. To get your cardio up. To get that exercise in that you need. The, the, so that your blood will be pumping good. That's the same way we are spiritually. Is we've got to get in rhythm with the Holy Spirit. I, I feel that we have taken the small little steps to get us to where we're at right now. And to get us to the launching pad that we need to be on to launch ourselves into this new year. And as I'm speaking this today, I believe that God is bringing forth a rhythm, a new rhythm within the church. The fast is given is that shock we need to get our rhythm in line with what God wants to do. See, when the paramedics come in to somebody that is having a uh, uh, heart problems or uh, that maybe their heart stopped. One of the things they do is they get that electric shock. I don't know what that's called, but they get those paddles. Huh? Defibrillator. Thank you. I knew we had a nurse in here somewhere. <laughs> and, 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 they, and they get it ready and they, what do they do? They say clear. And then they hit them with that defibrillator, and it gives them that shock into their body to get their heart back into rhythm. I, I feel that God is about to bring forth the Holy Spirit in great power upon the epicenter church. Upon the church, because God is getting ready for this church to be launched into a revival that is not going to stop. I believe the revival starts today. We've got to stay in rhythm though. We've got to stay in rhythm. I, I want to give you a, 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 a psalm that the Holy Spirit gave me. 
uh, for today. I, I, I just, the whole psalm, uh, Psalms 121, if you want to uh, open your Bible to that, this is going to be my text because I, I feel this psalm is God's heart. God's heartbeat, God's rhythm for us today. And Psalms 121, it just is so powerful. And, and, and it just talks about what God wants us to be in rhythm with. It talks about what God wants us to have. Uh, uh, let me just read it. I'm going to read out of the NIV. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Verse number five, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forever. Oh, I don't know about you, but I feel a rhythm happening in the place today. Woo! I feel electricity falling in this place today. The electricity of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but if you need a healing in your body, you just need to reach out and grab it. If you need a miracle in your life, just reach out and grab it today. Lean in on God today because God says, lift up your eyes to the mountains. Where does your help come from? It comes from me, says the Lord. It's not going to come from people. It's not going to come from a, a, a man. It's not going to come from your boss. It's not going to come from anything else but from God. We give, we give too many people credit. Instead of giving God the credit that He needs. God needs all honor. So many times we puff up the doctors because of what they did. You know, they, they only can do so much. I mean, they, the technology has, has rapidly happened in, in, in society uh, with our doctors and our nurses and all of that. But they can only do so much because, you know, whenever they're done with a procedure, this is what they usually say. They say, I did all I can do. Now it's all in God's hands. It's out of my hands now. I did everything I needed to do. Now I've got to, we've got to turn it over to the Creator. And let Him begin to do the healing in your body. Come on, somebody needs to receive that. But so many times we give the doctors more credit than we give God. And God is the one that is there during your recovery. The Holy Spirit's the one that's invading you during the recovery. And He's there to encourage you and to bring healing into your body. Because what the doctors didn't do, God can do. God can bring things in alignment. God can bring forth the rhythm in your heart like it needs to be. Because sometimes our heart gets out of rhythm because of the things of the world. Because of the temptations of the world. We get out of rhythm. I mean, if, if you miss church on one Sunday, you're like, ah, it's okay, I just missed one Sunday. 
and then you miss the next Sunday. And then you miss the next Sunday. Exactly, Anita. I love what you said. You get out of rhythm. You get out of rhythm. You get out of being in tune with God. We've got to connect with the source. We've got to connect with God. And when we make that connection, God brings forth the connection on the inside of us that gives us the rhythm to keep us breathing, to keep us going, to keep us moving, to keep us active, to keep us walking in His blessings. To keep us... Why? Because He watches over us. He doesn't sleep. I mean, when we're sleeping and we're snoozing and we're, we're snoring. Come on, some of you got some snoring. When we're snoring, God's still watching over you. Even though we're sleeping, He's still looking down on us. They're breathing okay tonight. He's the one that gives us the nudge to keep on breathing. See, once in a while, we have a golden retriever. His name's Buddy. And he sleeps in our room. He's got his own little bed. But in the middle of the night, if I'm, if I'm kind of tossing or turning, Buddy will get up. This is just his nature. He'll get up. And he'll come around and he, I mean, if he's next to my bed and I look over, he's eye to eye with me. But kind of sometimes can scare me. But, but anyways, if, if I'm out of rhythm in my sleep, he, 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 he hears that. And he'll come over and he'll nudge me. Come on. Everybody going to go out and buy a golden now. Uh, but, but he'll nudge me, and if he doesn't wake me or, or get me back into rhythm, he'll go around to Iris. And he kind of bumps the bed. Then he'll nudge her and, and wake her up, and then she can tell that I'm out of rhythm. I'm either tossing and turning and had a bad dream or something, and, and, and she'll kind of uh, nudge me. And she'll, she'll, she'll get me back into rhythm how I need to be sleeping. That's the same way with the Holy Spirit. Because God doesn't sleep. He's always awake. And He'll send forth His Holy Spirit. And when you're out of rhythm in the middle of the night and you're having a nightmare, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and, and give you the nudge that you need to get you back in rhythm. Am I speaking to somebody today? God wants somebody to know today that the Holy Spirit has come upon us today to nudge us. To let us know we need to get back into rhythm. We need to get back in the steps in the order of God. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forever. You know what he's saying? He's saying what Deuteronomy says. 
in Deuteronomy chapter number 28. He says, you're going to be blessed in the city. You're going to be blessed in the country. You're going to be blessed coming in. You're going to be blessed going out. And the Lord wants somebody to know that he's looking over the blessings that are about to be poured out into your life. I feel like I need to prophesy this to somebody today. He is about to release some blessings into your life that you're not going to have room enough for because you have been fasting. You have been praying. You're trying to get into rhythm with God and rhythm with the Holy Spirit and as you're getting in rhythm with the Holy Spirit God says I'm going to send forth the blessings I'm going to send forth those things that you've been calling for maybe you've been calling for them for years or decades or or hours the Lord's saying it doesn't matter I'm going to send forth the blessings that will overtake your life now and forevermore we need to get stay in rhythm we need to stay in rhythm. If we don't stay in rhythm, if we get off the bandwagon, <laughs> it's sometimes it's hard to get back on. Because when the train leaves the station, once it picks up speed, it's hard to catch it. Come on, I watched a few cowboy, and cowboy movies. It's hard for them to catch it. Don't matter how fast their horse is. We got to stay in rhythm with God. Check your pulse today. Make sure it's in rhythm. Check your spiritual pulse today. Make sure it's in rhythm with God. Are you in tune with the Holy Spirit? Let me give you some points today. Point number one. We've got to stay in rhythm. Point number one. Prayer is the heartbeat of your spiritual life. When I was fasting and praying, Holy Spirit came all over me, gave me all these points. It was just like boom, 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 boom. I was just like, wow. Wow, God. And the Lord said, prayer is the heartbeat of your spiritual life. So if you stop praying, you need to check your heartbeat. What's your spiritual heart rate? See, the more you pray, the, the, the faster your heart rate will go. Your spiritual heart rate. The more you exercise. <coughs> How many know we need some spiritual stamina in the church? Well, we can make it through the whole game. See, those, those football players and those track runners and all of those people that are in sports, they have to prepare for overtime. We as the church have got to pre prepare for overtime. We got, I'm just giving this to you as the Holy Spirit is. This ain't even my notes. I, I, this is just the way the Holy Spirit. We got to prepare for the overtime that God has in store for us. Because there's some overtime that's about to come to somebody today. Because you're in the middle of that. God, you're never too early. You're never too late. You're always right on time. But it's overtime. It's overtime right now, God. And, and I feel like you're late. I feel like you're like Jesus whenever he came to Lazarus. You're late. Mary 
Mary and Martha said, Jesus, you're late. Where are you at? Where are you at? Didn't you get my text message? Didn't you get my emails? You were supposed to be here because my brother is sick. And my brother's about to die. I need you here before he dies. But God says, I brought in overtime for a moment. And when I brought forth overtime, I brought it so that you could see that I am the God. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And I'm going to give life to Lazarus. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He called forth Lazarus out of that tomb. And Lazarus came forth. He came forth. He came forth in overtime. He came forth in overtime. God is about to come forth in overtime for somebody. God's about to come forth in overtime for somebody. You've been saying, God, Jesus. You get mad at God. That's what Mary and Martha, they got mad at Jesus. Oh, man, I got attitude. And that's what we get. We get attitude whenever it doesn't go our way. We think, God, you should have been here. We get that stomp. We get that... We get that growl on the inside of us because it doesn't happen the way we want it to happen. That's what happened to Mary and Martha. They got mad. They got the err on the inside of them. Jesus, where are you at? And then he came and he's like, you're late. You're late. But when God's late, it's worth it. When God's late in our eyes, it's worth it. It's worth it. Hold. Can I tell somebody today? Hold on. Come on, tell your neighbor. Hold on. Hold on. It's about to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but hold on. It's about to happen. Why? Because prayer is the heartbeat of our spiritual life, and God is about to breathe life back in to your spiritual life. Hold on. Hold on. Stay in rhythm. Luke chapter number 22 and verse number 40, it says, On reaching that place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. That's what Jesus said to his disciples. Pray that you will not fall into, this, into temptations. Jesus was saying this for a reason. Because he knows we're all going to fall into temptation. He's preparing them. He was preparing them. He's preparing us. Because the enemy's going to do everything in his power. He's going to tempt you with everything. He's going to tempt you with everything to keep you out of rhythm with God. I don't know who this is for, but the enemy wants to ruin your testimony. He wants to ruin your testimony. He wants to remove you from your testimony. So that you can't speak the testimony that God has in store for your life. Uh, the enemy can see how great and powerful your testimony is. He can, Bridget, he can see your story. He does not want you to share your story. Come on, I'm speaking this to you today. Junior, he doesn't want you to speak his story. Your story that you have. Because there's a story. There's a testimony inside of each one of us. Each, and he, if he can remove that out of us by tempting us with something else. And getting us out of rhythm. 
He's got you beat. Don't let the enemy defeat you. What are we supposed to do with the enemy? We're supposed to put him under our feet. We're supposed to make him our footstool. Yeah. Anytime I hear about a footstool, that means I'm going to sit back and relax. I'm going to kick my feet up. That's what that means. I'm going to recline and know that God has the battle for me. God is going to win the battle for me. Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 26 says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Somebody today, you just need to, you just need to ask for more of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Maybe today's your day. You need to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Because when you don't know how to pray or what to pray, if you pray in the Spirit, things happen. Things change. There is a shift that will happen. It will elevate. That's why the Bible says when you pray in the Spirit, it will stir up a holy boldness on the inside of us. Man, I remember when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, I mean, there was a holy boldness that arrived on the inside of me. I mean, I was leading people to the Lord before that, David, but it increased even stronger after I got baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. There was something that came all over me. It was like a shockwave. <laughs> that defibrillator. Pow! Got me. I got so drunk that night in the spirit, not in the flesh. In the spirit, I mean, I got so drunk because the Holy Spirit came on me in great power. That's what happens sometimes. The Holy Spirit will come on you so strong that you're just like intoxicated with God. It's okay to get high on God. Not with substances, but with the Holy Spirit. Let me clarify that. With all the legalism that's going on in this world. Let me clarify that. God ain't going to do it through gummies. <laughs> He's going to do it through the Holy Spirit. Let's go to number two. <laughs> Stay in rhythm. Prayer, prayer is the heartbeat of your spiritual life. Number two, prayer is the heartbeat of the church. We've got to pray. As a church, we've got to pray. That's why we have 10-10 prayer on Sunday mornings. We need... If you haven't been to prayer on, on, on Sunday mornings at 1010, you need to go. They came out so fired up this, this morning. There was something that happened in there. That's the upper room, church. Something happened in the prayer room. Because I know it did because it's come all over me. Because what happens behind the scenes comes openly. And the Holy Spirit is doing something in this place. But, but we've got to get back to prayer. We need prayer because prayer is the heartbeat of the church. 
It's, it, you know what? It's the heartbeat of this country. If this country would get back to praying, things would change. Things would happen. I talked about it last week about how we how everybody came together on January 2nd and prayed for uh, for Damar Hamlin. I mean, we had I mean, everybody, they didn't care. They just knelt. That's the way we need to be. We don't we don't need to worry about where we're at. We just need to kneel and pray. Just call on God, call on God's help. Prayer is the heartbeat of the church. We need to stay in rhythm. I mean, that's what happened in Acts chapter number 2 and verses 1 through 6, 1 through 2. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. We know that as the day of Pentecost. That's when the Holy Spirit came in great power. Why did he come in great power? Because they came together in unity and prayed. When you pray, prayers change things. Prayers will change things. We need to stay in rhythm. Prayer is the heartbeat of the church. Number three. I hope you're writing these down. Number three. Prayer is the heartbeat to your miracle. Some of you have written down a lot of things. 14 things. Three things. Five things. Ten things that you want to see God do in your life for this year. Prayer is the heartbeat for that miracle. I don't care if it's a financial miracle. What you're believing for. If you pray, watch what God will do. Things will happen. Things will happen. Things will change. Prayer changes things. I mean, if it's a, if it's a material thing. And when you pray, make, your, make sure you're specific. I mean, most of you know, uh, there was years ago when we first became pastors at a, a church in Okarchi. Lord put it on my heart. I need to pray. I, want to, I prayed for a truck. I, I wanted a pickup. Never had a pickup. I wanted a pickup. Well, I did have a pickup, but I didn't have it at the time. And I, I wanted a pickup. And so, you know what I did? I prayed for a pickup. I was specific. I said, God, I want a pickup that will get me to church and back home. Get me to my fishing hole and back home. And guess what? I got exactly what I asked for because I would got that pickup as an old pickup, beat up pickup. You pick up the floor mat in the pickup and you could see the ground as you're going along. Got exactly what I asked for. And guess what? It would make it to church, make it back home and it wouldn't start. Let it set overnight, get back in it. It'd start up, take me to the fishing hole, come back home, wouldn't start. I got exactly what I asked for. So you got to be specific. When you're asking for something, especially a material thing, spiritual thing, physical thing, whatever it might be, a healing, you ask spe specifically. God, don't just heal my heart, heal my whole body. <laughs> Come on, are you with me today? Heal everything. God, heal diseases I don't even know of. That's what Psalms 
Psalm says, it says, He will heal diseases you don't even know of. Don't just ask for the symptoms you're having. Ask for the symptoms that are hidden. God healed diseases that I don't even know of. Come on, this is for somebody today. This is powerful revelation. God healed my body. So, so many times we're so focused on our symptoms and not focused on what's hidden. Just so you know, whenever I, I finally, I had asked, kept asking for a truck, asking for a truck, asking for a truck, ended up getting three trucks, exactly what I asked for, a bunch of junk trucks is what I asked for. After the third truck, and I gave it away, Iris goes, when are you going to finally ask for what you really want? It's okay to ask God for a new truck. So we went out and we test drove all these trucks. I tr tried the Chevys. I tried the Dodges. I tried the Tundras. I tried all of them. Finally came across this one that would fit my whole family. I said, that's exactly what I want. Started praying for it about a year and a half later, two years later. Guess what? I got exactly what I asked. I got spoiled. I got my dream truck. You know, it's okay to ask for material things. We're asking for material things for our church. God, we're praying for the building. We're praying for our new building. It's in a great location. The one we're looking at is in a great location. There's only one catch. We don't have the money yet. Or the deed hadn't been given to us yet. Come on, where's your faith? Come on, I'm trying to stir your faith up today. Ask. Ask for the, even the hidden things. God, help me. Prayer is the heartbeat to your miracle. Stay in rhythm. James chapter number 5 and verse 17 and 18. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crop. Elijah was specific. He asked for no rain. They got no rain. And then he asked for rain, and the miracle came. Even when they thought, every, everybody thought he lost it. He's sending out his servant. And his servant finally came back and said, Elijah, get ready. I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. It's coming our direction. Uh, can I speak this into somebody's life today? I see a cloud. Even though you can't see it. You're in overtime right now. I see a cloud. Elijah was in overtime. And he was praying. Seven overtimes. On the seventh time he came back. Wasn't it seven times? Came back. I'm just making sure everybody's awake. I was going to say eight. Just to see if I get your attention. 
on the seventh time, he, the servant comes back and, and he said, hey, 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 I, I, I know it's over time number seven. But I see a cloud and it's the size of a man's hand and it's coming our direction. How many know rain does something? It produces the crops that we need. It, it will give nurture, uh, the, the, the water that we need for our, for our wheat and our, and our corn and, and whatever. It, it will bring forth fruit in our life. That's what rain will do. Uh, somebody needs some fruit in your life. Some good fruit. And I'm here to tell you, there's a rain from heaven, from God, that is about to shower your household there's an open heaven that is about to shower your household. It's coming the size of a man's hand. But God says, get ready. Get ready. Because prayer stops things and prayer starts things. Prayer closes doors and prayer opens doors. Uh, somebody needs to hear this today. Uh, prayer is the heartbeat to your miracle. You need to call it forth. Call forth your miracle. Come on, under your breath, just call forth your miracle. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, right now. Call forth your miracle in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let it be done. Let it be done. Number four. Are you, are you in rhythm today? Do you feel like you're in rhythm today? After this fast, do you feel like you're in rhythm today? Number four. Let's go through them. Prayer is the heartbeat of your spiritual life. Prayer is the heartbeat of the church. Prayer is the heartbeat to your miracle. And number four, prayer is the heartbeat of God. It's the heartbeat of God. God's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. We have to stay in rhythm with God. We've got to draw closer to God. Come on, the Bible says that. We've got to draw closer to Him, and He will draw closer to us. We've got to stay in rhythm with God. And how do we stay in rhythm? By praying. By praying. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 8 through 18 says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Pray continually. Pray continually. Pray continually. Pray continually. We got to pray continually. Because it's the heartbeat of God. It's what keeps us pumping. It's what keeps us in rhythm. When we pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We've got to continually pray. Pastor, that's all you talk about is prayer. Because that's all. That's what I want you to get it. I heard a minister one time. He was new. First time he ever preached at his church. And he preached this message. It was so powerful. I mean, everybody was giving high fives after service. Going up to the pastor saying, man, you did such an amazing job. Deacons were up there. They were saying, man, you did amazing. The next Sunday, he gets up and he preaches. He preaches the exact same message. 
Didn't get the same result. But the deacons came up and said, man, pastor, that was a good, good message. All the elders came up and said, that was a good message, pastor. And then the third week, he got up and preached, preached the exact same message. Didn't get quite the response. Not very many people came up to him. They just shook his hand at the door and said, have a great week. And then the fourth Sunday, he preached the exact same message. And finally, after service, one of the board members decided, hey, I'm going to go up and say, and, 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 and confront him about it. Finally, there was one that was bold enough to say, I'm going to confront him about it. And so he did. He, he brought him to the back and he said, hey, pastor, you, you're a great preacher, but man, you have preached four messages and they're all the exact same ones. Why do you keep doing that? He says, I'm going to continue preaching the same message till you get it. Come on, are you with me today? Why do you always talk about prayer, Pastor? Because prayer changes things. I want to see things change in your life for the good. I, I, I want you to get into the rhythm of God. I want you to get into the heartbeat of God by praying and fasting and seeking God for the, His will for your life. Not your will, but His will for your life. Prayer is the heartbeat of God. You will Find your rhythm in prayer. Come on, you're going to find your rhythm in prayer. You, here's how you're going to find it. Three ways. You've got to watch God. You've got to follow God. And you've got to honor God. You've got to watch God. Come on. You got to follow God. You have to honor God. Look at Moses whenever he came to the burning bush. What did he see? He saw God in the bush and God spoke to him. God spoke to Moses. It was so tremendous. It was so powerful. When's the last time God spoke to you like he did to Moses? Where you said, oh, it is God. I'm taking my sandals off right now. I mean, I bet Moses sat down right there, took his sandals off. Because the place where he was standing was holy ground. Why was it holy? Because God was speaking. God was speaking. When we pray, get ready because God will speak to you. Watch God. Follow God. Honor God. Watch Him deliver you out of overtime. Come on, He's about to deliver somebody out of overtime. You've been sick way too long. He's about to get you out of overtime. Lazarus was sick way too long. Jesus got him out of overtime. Come on. I'm in a financial bind. I've been in the last six years. I've been in a bind. God's about to get you out of overtime. Get you out of overtime. Come on. You're about to catch, kick the extra point. Won't be the Dallas Cowboys kicker, but... <laughs> I'm 
Sorry, cowboy fans. I'm a chief fan. <laughs> God is about to kick your extra point for you. Watch God, follow God, and honor God. And that will get you in rhythm with God, with his heartbeat. How many are ready to get in rhythm with God today? Come on, we're taking these steps. I, I, I feel like we're just taking from December on into, into January. We have been taking some small steps. Get ready. We're about to launch. Three, two, one launch where somebody is about to launch you're about to get what you've been asking for if you haven't been asking for anything you ain't gonna get it hallelujah if you haven't been asking for anything you're just asking for trouble ask all you got to do is watch god Follow God and honor God. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.